Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode 112. Today, we're going to be talking with Derek Lytle. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links from the show notes. Now let's get after it. This episode of the Trail Manners Podcast is sponsored by Health IQ. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people, including runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, podcasters, and more. That's right, Health IQ rewards us for our lifestyle choices. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com backslash trailmanners or mention the promo code trailmanners when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Now let's get to the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Trail Manners Podcast. This is episode 112. Sort of a take two, if you will. Yes. Uh, we uh, had this individual behind the microphone in the first part of December down at the Capstone Races in southern Utah. Mm-hmm. But in the over 200 podcasts we've done, it's the second time we lost a show. And we were almost done with that show. We were wrapping it up. And right. it was. And I'm, I was thinking back on that show. It was that big full moon. Oh, that's right. The super moon. Oh, yeah, super moon about that. over Zion. And yeah. we were set up at the finish line. And super moon was like just checking us out. It, yeah. was, like, it was like watching us. Right. right. It was like reversal. It was like, hey, there's the Trail Manners podcast. I'm going <laughs> to hang out above Zion for a minute. Um, but our guest we have on, um, so this is a take two. So it'll be interesting. We have Derek Lytle. Um, and it's a little different weather today. Oh, it's terrible. So we've been in the middle of a whiteout. It's um, full-on winter again. Yeah, um, I just like it was that. Cold when we were down in St. George, but this is totally different. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're inside. And wet yeah, and little, freezing. little, little different for sure. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Derek Lytle, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for braving the elements. He's got his shorts on, which I had mad respect for. Yeah, I'm a shorts guy, <laughs> yeah, but I are. was doing some shoveling before I came, so I have some pants on. In my defense, I went running before, so I went running and just came straight here. Oh, gotcha. nice. So Out, outside, I'm guessing. Outside, yeah. How was that? Where'd you go? In Brigham. I was okay. getting my oil changed in my car, so I was like, oil change, take advantage of the time and go for a run. There you go. Downtime. It wasn't too bad up there. It, it wasn't, wasn't too bad. It was cold, but it wasn't dumping like this. Yeah, it wasn't at North Ogden about an hour ago. It took me about that long to drive 10 miles. Right. Um, but up here it is. It's a full whiteout. You can barely see the parking lot, yep. which is rare, but... Uh, yeah, for those of you that don't know Derek, he is, uh, oh, he used to be like Derek's a photographer, right? He just captures these crazy, awesome right. shots, a lot of desert stuff, mm-hmm. but we'll get to it later, but he's a legit runner, man. Yeah, he is. So it's like he's wearing a few hats behind the lens. Right. Um, so we're going to start there. Let's start with uh, photography. Um, that's first where I came across you and your work is uh, social media and just seeing crazy photos that you would take. Um, a lot of them was with Hayden Hawks, um, but also a lot was just uh, sandstone, red rock, southern Utah, uh, Arizona, I believe, is some mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so let's start there. How did you get into 
photography? Uh, got into photography when I was in high school. Yeah? Um, just a couple years ago? Yeah, You're a young lad. Years ago. <laughs> <laughs> just, just pretty recently, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look back, I guess it was like 2000s or something. Oh, geez, 2000s. Yeah, I was in Ooh. high school. And Y2K. Yeah. Graduated in 2004. So oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's Guy. let's skip that. Let's keep moving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But back in back back in the day, my brother and I um, we got really into playing paintball, like shooting paintball guns and stuff, and go to tournaments and things. And I just wanted a video camera to document just the whole process and hanging out with my friends and our friends and everything. And at the time, video cameras were still kind of like harder to get than a still camera. And so for my birthday, my parents got me a thirty-five millimeter just still camera and. Started taking photos, took some photo classes in high school, college, and just kind of morphed from there. And then obviously my interests changed like as I got older. And now it's a lot more of just trail running and outdoor adventure sports. So did you grow up in southern Utah? I grew up in southern Nevada, a okay. small town. Um, it's called Overton. Okay. Probably never heard of it. I really haven't. No. <laughs> uh, this is the original O-Town, so yes, Overton can't have that. <laughs> nope. Um, so, and so is that where you kind of started? Because, you know, we've talked with you before and seen your stuff. You're, you're kind of into the desert. I mean, that's kind of your thing, right? We've yeah. talked to you before. Is that kind of why you're into that? Is that's where you grew up kind of? Yeah, or? I think so. I also just hate the cold, which I know is funny because I'm wearing shorts right now. And, it's <laughs> and like, you're living back in northern Utah? Yeah, I live yeah. in Brigham but, City where it's freezing. But yeah. you do have a puffy and a beanie on, so yeah. it kind of weighs it out. That's <laughs> almost. <true. laughs> I do what I can. <laughs> I'm almost always wearing a jacket now. But I just love the desert, though. Like, just the warmth and everything. It does get cold and everything. Like, St. George can get cold. Like, Zion can get really cold and everything. But I just whatever reason I'm attracted to it like I love like the emptiness and just I don't know it's just so simple usually like it's not I don't know there's not giant glaciers and all this sort of stuff which is pretty in itself but then going to the desert you just feel like I don't know like you're just alone in this simplicity of it I guess which is probably why I like running too because it's so simple there's not a lot of gear not a lot of stuff it's just just that yeah yeah. But that would be a flip side with photography, though, right? Because photography is a lot of, <laughs> a lot of gear, less simplicity. Like I'm, right. I'm serious. I, I look at camera stuff. I have a camera, and it's got all these settings, and I'm like, where's the auto? Like, where yeah, do I just have to right? push a button? Where's the automatic mode? Yeah, the dial. It's like yeah. it can do oh, yeah. so much, but I don't even want to read it. No. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. So, yeah. I mean, how was that getting used to like the simplicity stuff? Like becoming a is legit? that the balance between the yin and the yang? Maybe. The simple of running. Yeah, maybe like you think about it because like I do have like a ton of gear, a full room of like time lapse gear, video, like right. filmmaking gear, distill gear, monster computer, all this stuff. But right. then when I go run, especially in the summer, it's always just strip it down, just shorts and shoes. Like yeah, no shirt and anything, just really simple. But then, do you run in the the Courtney DeWalter shorts? <laughs> Basketball shorts. Yeah. Basketball baggies. <laughs> These are North Face shorts, actually. <laughs> They're North Face? Yeah. Oh, so, so this is going to be the 2018 thing. It you know, will be. Because we've, we've had the button-up flannel. We've had we the whole cutting your holes in your <laughs> we shirts. We had the Walmsley shirt. And now we I, got the, the Walter shorts. Now we got the, 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 the people are going to be running around in basketball shorts. Yeah. Oh. All right. That's I it. see it. That's it. We got, we got to catch this <laughs> That's trend, why she's man. she's so strong. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and, and we screw it up. Me and Joel have been going shorter. I know. Like, we were like seven, eight-inch length, and now I'm creeping to five. 
And I almost bought a pair of four-inch La Sportivas yesterday, Whoa. right? But I'm like, man, I don't know if that's going to keep the things I need kept kept. Now, right? see, I just got a pair of, <laughs> pair of Patagonia shorts that are 10 inches. What? 10 inches? Are those, like, over your knees? Uh, pretty they're they're probably diggers. like those right there, dude. <laughs> so, But the, these are more like gym shorts. This is hanging out? <laughs> yeah, hanging out gym shorts. All right. Yeah. After race when you're... <laughs> yeah. I want to get a pair of three-inch splits. <laughs> Just please, for fun. Please don't. Just please for don't. fun. Please don't. Yeah, Just I'm on the same page. Hey, don't. when Operation Svelte's over, people yeah. are going to be asking for the three-inch split. The, th- the three-inch manners. Like, they're yeah. like, you're going to need to wear some three-inch split. And I'm like, funny thing. Check it. You just happen to have some? Maybe. Maybe. Special occasion. You just show them by ripping off like your tear-off pants or oh, something. Oh, totally. Hey, let's, let's not spoil the surprise for the summer here, right? <laughs> I'm trying to work on Copper Tone as a sponsor. Copper Tone. <laughs> um, but w- I mean, with the photography, when did you take it to the next level from like taking like high school classes? And I know gear is a big part of it, but it's also... Was I, that something you did in college? Kind of. I was a journalism major. Right. Um, and so it kind of was like a multimedia, like quote unquote multimedia journalism major. But right. It was very, very basic, and so I was super bored in college just because it was just, okay, like, easy writing and then, like, very basic photography stuff that I already knew, so I was always just going out and doing other things, and that's when I got involved in time-lapse photography. Okay. And then started to want to do more, like, filmmaking and that sort of thing. So it was kind of just out of boredom, I guess, like, wanting to push further and further. Right. Um, And, yeah, and then... I don't know. I guess like after college, I didn't get a job in journalism. Just had an SEO job here in town at a tech company. Right. And then was really bored with that, and just kept doing more <laughs> filmmaking and photography on the side. And then, and then my cousin's husband was working on a, a climbing film, and mm-hmm. we met, and then just I don't know, start climbing a lot more, and like shooting a lot more climbing, and then, I don't know, and then just kind of quit my job, and now I'll do it full time. Awesome. <laughs> what was your first really, like, big? project or the thing that you're like okay i'm i'm here that giggle moment this is this is <laughs> i'm getting paid for it <laughs> um i don't even know if i can really pinpoint it like i remember doing some stuff for ultra like back when they were first getting started and, mm-hmm. and i was like oh this is cool like i can actually like make a couple bucks like well at the time it was almost no money it was like i was still working a full-time job and right then, and like on the weekends going out and shooting a few things and mm-hmm. I don't even know. I remember shooting some stuff for Ultra Runner magazine that didn't even pay anything. Like I went to Wasatch and shot some stuff up there, and it got printed. But I was like, "Oh, cool! I got <laughs> no money off of this. Yeah. This is hard." Here you, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a learning curve the whole time. You're like, okay, I got to take good stuff and then work out like the business side of it to get paid. And right. so I don't. I really can't pinpoint it, but it's definitely a slow process, though, of like kind of working with people, getting to know people, and then. Then finally getting paid for it once you improve. So, so, well, so then let's take that, flip it around. What is the piece that you're most proud of? I don't even know. No? <laughs> it's going to be that three inch split short I'm going to wear. That's what it's going to be. He's <laughs> going to do the reveal. <laughs> yeah, he'll put a canvas print with that one. Canvas print. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess like it's a constantly evolving process. And I think it's kind of the artist's dilemma where like, you create something, and then the second you release it, it's always like, oh, this sucks. Like, this is the worst thing I've ever done. And Super nitpicky. Yeah, like, with everything I do, I'm like, oh, this is a killer photo. And then I'll, you know, it's just Instagram, I'll post it. 
if it doesn't get a million likes in the first hour, I'm like, oh, that sucks. Like, why did I even post this? <laughs> a million. Right. We're happy with like 200. Seven. Okay, I really don't Seven. get a million. That was a little exaggeration. You got a big following. <laughs> he does. Um, but even just like videos too, like, I guess, I don't know. Like, I released a 200 video um, where Mike McKnight from Ultra ran the Triple Crown 200s, yeah. and we did a video about him doing that. And like, super stoked on it. It did really well online. Got a lot of like just compliments on it. Mm -hmm. But the day it came out, instantly I was like, yeah, this video sucks. Like, there's all these things I can do better. Like, right. so many different things. And it was a great video in reality. Like, it told a story. It was fun to shoot. But then instantly I was like, yeah, I can do better. <laughs> well, I think that's got to be difficult, though, from your side. Because I imagine a, a film like that. I mean, I've seen some, been in part of some in some process. But you shoot so much video or so many pictures, but you have to condense it, right? So you're cutting and editing. And so you see the big picture where we just get to see the, the cool snippet part. So I, I think that must be a difficult process thinking, oh, I shouldn't have included that or I should have included that. Or, I mean, is that part of it? I mean, you have hours of film for 15 minutes. Yeah. Like when I went through and did the like initial edit, I think it was like 50 minutes of footage and we had to cut it down to 15 or so. And but then it's like, OK, like, what is the main story here? What's the important part? What's going to progress Mike's story? And, and then what also is pretty to show? I don't want to show like, oh, we're sitting in a parking lot aid station or something. <laughs> right. Like, you want to show like the highlights of all these races because they're all in like really pretty locations and everything. So it is hard to like just figure out what you want to show. And then, then once you put it in a timeline on your editor, you're like, well, like, should I pull all this out and throw in all this other stuff and tell a different story? And I don't know. It's like it's hard. Like the editing process is really hard for me every time. Well, so what? Speaking of the, the story part, when you're doing a film for a company or an athlete, do you have the story heading in and then you're filming that story, or you film and then come up with a story, or is it a little bit of both? Um, it's always a lot of like pre-production. Like recently, I did a just released it yesterday. Altered it, I think. Um, a film about Zach Bitter, mm -hmm. um, where the whole thing was to show Zach and like. Like his working towards like breaking world records in the flat track scene and then moving more towards like mountain races and stuff. And he ran Desert Solstice and we all just assumed like, oh, he's going to run Desert Solstice and have a great time, finish the race and everything. But then he like just fell apart, ended up laying on the ground and everything. So it was really interesting because like I planned for the whole video initially, like a couple days worth of planning, like, okay, Zach's going to do this, he's going to do this, he's going to do this. Nicole, his girlfriend's going to do this. And then basically none of that happened. <laughs> and so after like planning for days, it's like the whole video changed 180 degrees. And then I had to go back down to Phoenix and shoot some other stuff. And it turned out really well, but it's like, you never really know what you're gonna get. Like you plan just everything to the T, but then when it's, then there's that variable of like an athlete failing or doing really well, you just don't know what's gonna happen. And so you prepare as best you can, but then also kind of have a plan B in the back of your mind and kind of just go with the flow and which makes it hard but also fun too though because if it was all just planned out it's like well it's just all controlled and kind of boring at that point well that's got to be pretty raw though I mean because we're talking about runners in a trail and ultra running where it's just you never really know what's going to happen as a runner I mean you have hey this is what I'd like to do I've trained for this but things could fall apart so you're capturing or being a part of these crazy raw moments of seeing deep into somebody can that be uncomfortable at times like trying to be, have a camera on somebody when they're at ground zero yeah it can be um and i've talked with my girlfriend a lot about this like 
just getting to know the athletes really well and being their actual friend can really make or break a video. Like, Zach is a really, really cool guy, really, really nice, and I've known him for a couple of years. So, like, when he ended up, like, basically just falling down on the track, like, it wasn't a big deal for me to put the camera in his face. Like, there was an understanding on both of our sides that right. that's what I was doing. But at the same time, I was trying to be, like, respectful of the situation, but also get those shots. And I mm-hmm. remember Nicole's girlfriend was a little... She was a little annoyed with some of the other photographers. They were just jumping right in on him and stuff. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, Nicole, I'm sorry. Like, if I, like, offended you or something, she's like, oh, no, you're our friend. Like, it's okay. <laughs> right. like, you're she good. was totally cool with it. <laughs> and same thing with, like, Mike in the 200 video. Like, right. When you're running a 200-mile race, like, yeah, the first 30 miles might be great. But then after that, you're going to have a lot of lows and a lot of highs. And there's just so many moments where I was sticking the camera in the full, like, huge camera in Mike's face. Mm-hmm. And... He was okay with that because we became such good friends over the time that right. even though he was having like one of the worst days of his life probably, he was still okay with me being there and talking to him. It's because we were friends. Right. So it's just kinda interesting how it's more than just like I'm a good filmmaker. Like I'm not saying I am, but like you can't just be a good filmmaker to make great films. You also have to be very personable and and just understanding of other people too and kinda like read people's body signals because if they're being pissed off or annoyed, you have to learn to be like, okay, I should back off a little bit. Maybe just set the camera down and talk to them and then pull it out later or something. And yeah, just kind of roll with it, I guess. So do you, do you, a lot of the stuff you do, do you, have you just learned as you've gone along? Cause I think we've talked to you before and I, I know people that are new, not new, but have been around trail running, ultra running. There's names that we've heard of, right? Like a Billy Yang, Billy Yang. There's uh, Matt wow. Trappy, um, Fred mm-hmm. Marmster, yeah. um, you know, I mean, the list, there's like four or five more, right, that we would look at and say, yeah, they've been here. They're legit. Um, Have you reached, have you ever, I'm sure you have, but have you talked with them to get ideas, advice, or you just figure it out and then you guys just kind of share ideas? Uh, It kind of depends, I guess. Like like Matt and I have worked on a few projects together. He's really great to work with. Um, It's like whenever him and I are together, like, so it's almost like we're just like brainstorming the whole time. Like he has ideas, I have ideas, and they just kind of like explode into other ideas. And like if I'm working on a project with him, um, then I'm like, oh yeah, well we should do this, or this might be cool. And you're like, oh yeah, let's do that. And the, pr- the idea just evolves and gets better and better and better. And then like last year I shot um, at Leadville with Billy Yang. Yeah. He was running that. So we put a film out. It was a goo film. And I just watched that yes two days ago. Actually, good, huh? yeah, the why. Yeah. yeah, I was really. I just watched that two days ago. Yeah, it was it was super fun. Like, um, I've known Billy for quite a few years, but we've never worked on anything together. So, actually, spending all that time with him and then working on the film with him was great. Because, like, going back to what we were just barely talking about, like, he had his plan for what he wanted, but at the same time, like, we didn't know how his race was gonna go. Right. We thought it might be kind of hard. He had run like Silver Rush fifty or something a little bit before, and was like, ah, altitude kills me because he lives at sea level. And so the film was like, we have this plan for it. And then I have my ideas on how I shoot, like my shooting style. Right. Then his shooting style, where he's more of like a vloggy, like YouTube vlog type videos. Mm-hmm. Mine's a little more like concise, different things. And, but in the end, though, it all came together really well. And it was fun to see like my footage mixed with his style of editing and voiceover and everything to see it all come together. And I, I thought it turned out really well. No, it, it did. did. It's... Yeah. It's something everybody should go look at the why because I like I said I saw it two days ago and it's just it has those low spots and as a runner you've hit those and so mm-hmm. you're looking at it going oh my gosh you know and in my mind on a, on a moment I'm like 
okay, I'm going to remember that next time I'm in a low spot, right? Because you saw him pull out of those things, and you're like, yeah, you can do that. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody does it, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that, like, I don't know, I guess, like, being a runner myself, like, shooting, running, like, I understand, like, kind of what people are going through. Like, I've never ran 100 or anything, but, like, running longer stuff and then going through those low moments and knowing how painful it can be, like, you really understand. So that way when you edit or shoot or you're shooting photos or something, like, I don't know, it just, it's easier to show what's actually going on as opposed to just, like, some guy that, I don't know, a new shooter or something, like, from KSL or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm out here shooting, running, running's dumb or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, we know, like, what we like to see, and then we're able to, like, I don't know, I guess show other runners that, that same thing, like, show the emotion and the grit and the pain and, and the challenges and everything. So I have a Billy Yang question for you. Does he shave his legs? I think he does. Uh, he's got to. If you go back and look at the video, they're they're pretty <laughs> saucy. Pretty sure that he does. Okay, I just want to make sure because I don't. And yeah. I was looking at him, going, "Man, he's got to shine." Or no. yeah, or he's just a shiny guy. Yeah, Billy, really Billy's a good-looking kid. He is. But I'm not checking him out by any means. So. Well, you answered very quickly, so I'm thinking either A, you videoed it, or B, right. you helped. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Pre-race for shaving his legs yeah. in the bathroom. He's, he's yeah, had to edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Shave the goo logo in the back of his calf. <laughs> <laughs> that actually be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be kind of cool. It. I'm gonna do that with my back hair. I'm gonna shave like the Trail Manners yeah, logo. That's cool. Yeah, it would be cool. And stuff back there. That would be bad, right? Getting back your head. Right oh there. yeah, I could do that. It'll grow back, right? It always Maybe. does. Maybe when you yeah. reveal your three-inch uh, shorts, oh, it have it on the, your we'll call that the reveal. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what it's called. Cool. Reveal 2018. <laughs> uh, so, what are some of the what are some of the favorite things? I know Joel says your your favorite piece, but what are the what are give me an idea of the the events or races maybe that have been your favorite so far to film or to film. or, or f- shoot? Um, I definitely say like Hard Rock has been my favorite. Went out there a few years ago, um, back when Journey Film was a thing. Like I shot for them, and I'd never been to the San Juans before. And the minute I rolled in, I was just blown <laughs> away. Like even though we just talked about how I'm totally in love with the desert and everything. The San Juans are just a different animal. Like they're just—it's right. gorgeous, it's brutal, and everything about it. Plus, just the the culture around Hard Rock is—it's very cool. It's a good vibe to be there. The town of Silverton's really cool, and all the other towns. And the mountains are just insane. Yeah, you can't even describe it. Like if you've never been there, like you can't—you can't describe it. It's just indescribable, and it's cool. So shooting that was fun. Um, Western States obviously is really fun too, and I honestly like was never really interested in Western until I went. And then when I went, I was like, wow, I see why people are so amped up about this race, like the history and everything that's been going on there. Plus it's super competitive, so it's really fun to watch. And it's a fun race to be at as well. So I'd say Western Hard Rock, which probably sounds kind of cliche now that I'm like thinking about it, but that's okay. Fun. But in trail running though, you think, I mean, as cliche as it may sound, but in trail running, you think about it and those two are kind of the, the creme de la creme's they here, are. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, in the U.S. are definitely. Yeah, I mean, right. so it's like if you want that experience, if you want, I mean, those are just two names that pop up continuously right. for everybody. You know, I've never, you know, run either, been to both, but it's like, yeah, those two would always come to my head or in my mind. Yeah, for sure. What about what about races you would like to do that you maybe haven't been a part of that you're like, man, I gotta get on that. Ooh, um, I don't know. Like, want to run Wasatch? I actually put in for it this year. And then I ended up withdrawing my name because my girlfriend got into OCC. Oh, so, wow. Like, yeah, she's supporting me. I'm running Georgia Death Race next month. So, like, 
she's coming out to crew me for that. So I was like, okay, if she's going to make this big trip, then I'm going to drop Wasatch to go help her at OCC in what? Europe. It's kind of a big trip, and it's her dream race for oh, sure. Okay. So. I was going to say, you're, you're taking her to Georgia. And she's taking you to Europe. That's, uh, That's a big difference. Well, you got to step book. up your game, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Georgia's been like a dream race of mine for some reason. I don't know why. Like, I know. I'm like, why do I want to run Georgia Death Race so bad? Because it I, sounds cool. That's probably why. I'm yeah. like, Death's in the title. Like, yep. What other races can I do that are, sound awful? we got to come up with a death name here in Ogden. We'll probably sell it out. Ogden Death Race? Something like that. Oh, t- <laughs> yeah. Oh, tell what day. <laughs> I don't know what he said, but it sounded wicked. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds awful. Sign me up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so what, um, are, are you more into, are, are you still more favorite towards like photography or would you say you're evolving more into being a filmmaker? Definitely more into the film scene. Okay. Um, started in photography and everything, but I always wanted to do more video and filmmaking. And then, I don't know, I just started doing both. And then lately it's just been straight up video for the wow. past couple of years. Like I've done a few still projects, but for the most part it's video. And I, I still like doing both. And you have to think about both mediums differently, just the shooting and the gear and everything. But I think video is kind of the future of everything for me at least. So I'll still shoot stills for fun. Right. I love it. Nice. With yeah. your flip phone or do you have like, spe- you have special equipment, I'm sure, you right? You might have some special equipment. Probably the iPhone the X. Razor. iPhone the X. <laughs> yeah. iPhone X. I actually <laughs> wish I had that. <laughs> I have an iPhone 6 and it's so slow. Hey, yeah, it's okay. Hey, easy. I've got one. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> um, so with what do you got going on? Is there anything you have going this year for projects that you can talk about? Or, I mean, do you have projects lined up for the year that you're looking forward to besides Georgia Death Race and OCC? Um, yeah, a few things, I guess. Um, I'm going to Vegas next week or a couple weeks um, for a time-lapse shoot, which is totally non-running related. Um, I'll just be shooting time-lapses for this trophy truck race, um, which is fun. I love shooting time-lapses. and it's, it's fun to shoot something different than just running. Like, I love running huh. and everything, but to mix it up and just artistically it's different. The style is different. The delivery format where this is going to be on TV and on the web, it's just a different way of shooting and for a different audience. So. Wow, right. So it's fun, it's just, just different. Um, then there's also a UTV championships in April in central Nevada, which is like like a Polaris Razor race type oh, thing. Wow. So we'll be shooting that too, which is fun. Like the crew is really fun to work with. Um, let's see what else am I doing? I just got back from Moab. Um, Ultra Athlete Summit was there. Oh yeah. Which was super fun. All the ultra guys are cool. Then they had a an RC truck race, which was I saw some <laughs> pictures of that. Cool. <laughs> it was it was so fun. Like honestly, like going into it, I was like, this is gonna be kind of weird. Like I know Chris is probably gonna listen to this. Chris Jones from Ultra, he was in charge of it. I was like, I don't know how I feel about shooting like RC truck racing, but then like the second we rolled up to the course, I was like, this is gonna be a blast. <laughs> and then it was so much fun. And like I was editing the video last night, and like I haven't had that much fun editing in a long time because it's like. <laughs> You see these elite athletes driving a race truck, and all of a sudden it's just like just off the trail, like <laughs> rolling, crashing into me as the cameraman and everything. Like <laughs> it was fun. Like it's hard. Like they, these guys can run fast, but then you put an RC car in front of them, and it's like. Wait, what were the rules of the race? It was like a a relay race. So there's, have you ever been on the Pipe Dream Trail in no. Moab? Okay, so like started this Pipe Dream Trail, and there's a little loop. It was some like Jeep road or something, and it ended up being like five laps. So there's five people on the team. <laughs> And so you'd have, like, whatever, like, I don't know. It was, I can't even think of anybody's names right now. So five runners from Ultra or whatever, right. and they're ambassadors and whatever. 
and they'd each do a lap on this course, and it was like a timed thing, so the cumulative time right. with the lowest time, obviously, was the winner. So you were and running with your truck. Is yeah. that what yeah. it was? Yeah. They're just running behind it with their controllers. I saw That's some That's why pictures. I saw that. Yeah, so that it's running, and you have to, like, not trip because it's trail running. And control the And go around the RC. course. Yeah, and then That's come cool. back in and hand it off to your next teammate, and then do, they do the <laughs> same loop. Plus, you got to be taking your nutrition supplement, your gels, trying to yeah. fumble through your thumb controls. You got to warm up and everything. <laughs> you yeah. got to warm Stretch up. Stretch out the thumbs. <laughs> Good point. Don't want to get rid of that. Got some cramping going on. <laughs> yeah. The big old thumb meat right there. Yeah, it was <laughs> funny because uh, Jason Schlarb was, like, really into it like, <laughs> he bought a car like i don't know if it was a couple months ago or something and him and his son felix were practicing <laughs> for this event like they had been out running and like training really? and he did fairly well like now did ultra it. supply the cars yeah okay because i'd yeah. say it could be unfair if someone got one from walmart and someone went to got a hobby one, shop like, a souped up one <laughs> right. yeah yeah so we could put it ethanol. on nitrous <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh like souped up yeah exactly <laughs> um i think so chris is like chris jones kind of races competitively semi competitive I don't know <laughs> like RC I don't know cars? the like yeah oh my like they've gone to a few events and he puts them on and ultra sponsors a few people with shoes and stuff um, oh. but I think the company is called Axial Racing or something and they do RC cars and so they supplied all the cars wow and then a local graphics company I can't think of the name right now made ultra graphics for the vehicles that's so cool and so the day before the summit Chris and I were in the hotel room and He's putting on these little graphics on yeah. the RC cars and everything, getting them all ready and prepped and everything, and it's just fun. I'll now show you guys the video when it comes out. Now that they need the drone cool. race. That's what I want to see. Oh, That'd man. Fun. That'd be awesome. That's more hard. dangerous with the, splin- or the spinning razor blades. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just make it a drone death race. <laughs> drone death race. <laughs> Sign me up. Forks on the side. <laughs> the DDR. D- D- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was fun. And then there's always a lot of stuff that comes up. Like going back to Western... Um, might be going to Hard Rock, might be doing something else a little different this year for that. And then going to Peña Golosa um, in Spain um, with Hayden Hawks. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm just crewing him, but we're probably going to shoot some stuff for fun. We're going to be there for a couple weeks. Okay. Just kind of training and shooting. So Is it hard not to shoot when you go places, though? I mean, yeah. like you say, now we're not going there, but can you see yourself just putting hours of sh- shooting together because of where you're at? Yeah, like you ever heard of FOMO, like fear of missing out? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. we talk about it's it all the time. Yeah. In the filmmaking world, there's FOMAS, like fear of missing a shot. <laughs> and like, I like that. And I hate it, like when I go somewhere, I don't have my camera with me. Right. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like this sunset's gorgeous, or I just see something amazing, and it just kills me, which is probably why I take a million pictures when I'm like out running and stuff. But I always wish I had like a real camera with me and all my equipment. So s- that's when you just kind of close your eyes, turn around, keep going. So it's I didn't it's see hard. That. I have to do that sometimes where I'm just like, okay, like there's going to be more pretty sunsets or like it's going to snow again in Zion someday. Like, yeah, <laughs> true. You got to run on like gray, cloudy, yucky days just so you don't feel like you're going to miss anything. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> don't do sunset runs because then I feel like I'm <laughs> not getting a shot. <laughs> Um, are you going to be shooting over at OCC at all, or are you just there to help uh, Charlie? Um, a little bit. I might be working on some Hoka projects and okay. some other things, um, maybe some ultra stuff too, but that's all up in the air. Like, Generally, like freelance and everything, things don't really get nailed down until um, like, like a month or so before. But I'm definitely pitching a lot of stuff right now, and it could change. I might not even do anything for those two brands. I might shoot for somebody else. Mm. And, and if not, like at least I get to go over there and enjoy it and probably just shoot stuff for fun because it's chamonix and it's gorgeous 
If you need right. anybody to help pack, because I know how much gear you have, there's a couple guys sitting here that would be more than happy to We'd be interns, be your entourage of some sort, entourage your, interns, your Sherpas, right. if you will. Sherpas? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, we could we could pack. I mean, we're we're pretty strong. Yeah, we're, we're work. Here's a gym. We're here. Healthy for a month, so yeah. yeah. We can we can pack things. We got strong backs and legs for now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for now, for now, for yeah. now. Uh, so, do you have a website or something like people that may not know your stuff or maybe how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, how do people get a hold of you if they have a project or looking something like that? Um, Instagram or Facebook is usually the best way. Okay, um, you just search my name, like my Facebook, Instagram. Everything is just Derek Lytle. It's nothing fancy or crazy. D E R R I C K. Yeah, space. So it's the second word, last name, L-Y-T-L-E, am I right? Glad you put that space in there. You just, well, some people mess it up, you know, and I just want to be clear, right? That's true. It's and email's the same thing, too. Okay. So. And uh, you did say my last name right. Lytle? I think 95% yeah. of people get it wrong. They well, you know what? Little. Everyone says little. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing right now. The first, I've never met you in person until we were in St. George, I don't know, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And we were there early, and I heard, I think it was Turtle, Heard him say Lytle, and I just swung my head around, and I'm like, "That's him." Oh yeah, remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> it's like that dude's like 19. Yeah, right. I mean, I, it was. I you, thought Turtle's yelling at him. You did. Yeah, he yells He's at like, people like like a fatherly type of yell, <laughs> like get over here and finish your chores type, yeah. of, type of yelling. Yeah, secret Turtle's my dad. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, I just changed my name to. Sorry, I don't blame you for that. <laughs> Well, we're going to take a quick break, but we come back. We're going to talk to you more about uh, the running aspect of what you do, right. kind of how those mixed, and then what you got scheduled coming up. Um, so, yeah, we'll take a short break, and we'll be right back with Eric. 56% of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33% on their life insurance. Other life insurance companies calculate your policy rates based on your nearest age, not your actual age, and rates increase as you get older. Lock in the best rate possible by getting a free quote today. Learn more and get a free quote at healthiq.com backslash trailmanners. Or mention promo code Trail Manners when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Now let's get back to the show. All right, we are back here with Derek Lytle uh, with the Trail Manners podcast. We we talked the first part a little bit about photography, videography. Um, There's a few questions I forgot to ask, but that's the way it goes sometimes. Um, just kind of the real quick, I'm going to touch on it though because it's important. Have you noticed a, a growth in these races? Because I was watching the Why by Billy Ying, and we talked about this the other day on our single track session. Just the amount of people with cameras seems to be through the roof. Like before, when I would run, it's like if you saw one person, it was usually somebody you knew, right? And now it's like there's just people Everywhere. all over, right? Is, have you seen a huge growth in that? Yeah, there's definitely a lot more. I think the sport's getting a little more popular, and obviously it's still very niche um, and everything, but it's getting more popular. And then I think photography and filmmaking in itself is getting more popular. Mm. Um, partly because like things are so accessible. You can buy a drone for well under a thousand dollars that shoots decent footage. You can get a decent camera and then it's just kind of trendy to be an outdoor photographer. I think yeah. like you've heard of like camp four and these guys from Salt Lake, that shoot really good climbing films and everything. Like they've kind of made it or Chris Burkhardt and these guys have made it trendy to be a photographer again. Where like growing up, it was like, oh, photographers these nerdy guys, and maybe like generally it is, but it's becoming cool like with Instagram and everything too, and so everyone wants to go get these like banger shots of like their favorite athletes out running or climbing or something, and just even if it's just for their Instagram or something, like everyone wants to kind of get famous through photography now, which is kind of interesting. But I was noticing at Western States last year that upon the escarpment, it was insanely busy. There were more people shooting. <laughs> 
And they're also just more fans too. Like yeah. The first year I went, there were a few people up there. It was like it was Matt and maybe Billy was there. I don't remember. And a few people and. It was crazy this year. Like, it was almost like you have to take turns to get your shots and coordinate with the other filmmakers and the photographers wow. and stuff, and which is is good and bad. Um, yeah. Definitely growing pains and everything. And I think if you learn how to work well with people, like it's not that big of a deal. Like um, when I was up there, I was talking to some of the other shooters, and we coordinated like who we were shooting and like what we needed so that we weren't getting each other shots and everything. And but then again, it's kind of cool to have like to see like Jim or these guys running up the escarpment and then there's people cheering them on. It's more of like a, a European feel mm-hmm. where all the races in Europe are just lined up the mountains with people and you don't see that so much over here and it's the bigger races are getting more like that, which is, is cool. Like it's cool to see people involved and excited about the sport and maybe just getting their runs in to go spectate a mountain race, which is, is cool. So I, I really like it. So do you see any problems moving forward with uh, people doing shots, doing like PEDs, performance enhancing <laughs> drugs? You see that <laughs> next step, right? That stay, 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 stay yeah, clean, exactly. stay clean photographer <laughs> yeah. to get that exactly. money shot or you're sprinting, doing a, Carrying uh, 50 pounds of gear. A vertical K to get there first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see these photographers running faster than Killian or yeah, something right. like yeah. while carrying a, a movie with a camera on it. Yep. So yeah. I see that. I see that the next evolution. You guys start testing. <laughs> you sure. have to start an alliance. Start testing. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shoot clean. Call it, shoot clean. Yeah, yeah, sure it is. Clean. Shoot clean. <laughs> we'll start that right now. A Instagram page. Water. Shoot clean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, I think they also I've seen a rise in film festivals as well. Yeah. It seems like, I mean, here in Ogden, we are a hub for film festivals. We just have Fly Fishing Film Festival, just had the BAMP. BAMP Film Festival. You've got the Trail Running Film Festival. James Varner puts together. You've got the Trails in Motion Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, I just see more film festivals popping up, and it gives these up-and-coming filmmakers an opportunity to kind of show their stuff and maybe get a couple bucks um, out of it. Have you entered any? Have you have any desire to put in any? Not a huge desire, honestly. Yeah. Like unless it's Sundance. Unless yeah. It's, yeah, you know, Sundance or you know, win something big. You know, if you go to Sundance, <laughs> you got to wear your North Face baggies, though. Just yeah, you do. North Face basketball shorts. Yeah, yeah. just red carpet it. What's up? What's up, <laughs> Kevin up Spacey? Courtney Check these out, bro. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I don't know. Like film festivals are cool. It's always fun to see what other people are working on. Um, like sometimes I get so focused and involved on what I'm shooting that don't really see what other people are doing but it's i don't know it, it's cool to see what other people are working on and just different styles of shooting different athletes different people um and this is it's art in the end and it's cool to see people's creativity come out and how it's, it's expressed through film or photo or whatever so i guess the more film festivals the better and if people want to enter into them that's great like, i'm sure i will in the future and everything and some films i've worked on have been in film festivals and things but I haven't necessarily entered something like directed or produced by me or whatever in a festival. Do you have your own logo? Just my face. No, not <laughs> the money. That's the money shot it logo. It's like, maker. check it out, right. money maker. As we're doing the podcast, you know, like <laughs> podcast people, face. Pe- people can't see that, but we'll, we'll make sure they do. So, <laughs> so here, here at Trail Manager, we promote both photography and videography. So we do that once a week. We have our woody footies that's every right. Sunday where people post photos. Where'd your feet take you? Oh, yeah. And we've got some up and coming photographers you should check out. We got <laughs> Megan Martinez, his one that's always on point. 
Um, you know, if you're looking for a little more lull in the Midwest, we got Richard Allen. Oh my gosh. You know, um, we've got some really good, Jason Bernheisel, he's got called the Bernheisel effect. We titled that. He's got really great, um, arm extension. Yeah. He's got like go-go gadget arms. um, Yeah, he does. Stretch Armstrong. Yes. Um, So yeah, you should check that out. And then on uh, Wednesdays we have take us with you Wednesday. We do videography. So we're encouraging people to, we are to be creative mm-hmm. and explore and share. So if you ever need to, you know, maybe need someone to work with, it's like, I need some help, just go there. You can find somebody. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> to be totally serious, like, I look at a lot of stuff like that and, like, I do a lot of location scouting through people's running profiles, which oh, sounds yeah. weird, but, like, if someone goes and bags a rad peak and then they're up there at sunset, I'm like, well, I want to know what it looks like at sunset, but I've right. never been to X and X location at mm-hmm. this time, this time of year. And it's like, oh, that's what it's going to look like. Then that becomes like a potential to shoot. Right. And so like I use Instagram and like just people's selfies and whatever to find these totally locations yeah. to shoot. I like it. See, that's I'm an Insta stalker. Like See, because you called it scouting. It's stalking. Yeah. It's totally stalking. Right. Scouting. Yeah, yeah, we had run, bun, run, man, man bun, bun, run, run interviewed us. He called it research because he's a lawyer. We yeah. call it stalking. <laughs> yeah, we, peop- we don't sugarcoat it. Yeah, it's stalking. It's it doesn't stalking. matter how you sugarcoat it, how you spell it, yeah. you know, <laughs> air quotes, it's stalking. See, I got friended by Shalise Morgan the other day, which oh, yeah. was really cool. Yeah. And so I had to do a little bit of stalking because, yeah. I mean, I kind of know who she is. Yeah. And I was like, this woman has run a lot. Yeah. And it took me a while to get through my stalking. Yeah, it yeah. does. And you lose time. So, yeah, yeah stalking. <laughs> You're stalking people. It's cool. Our, our uh, Instagram people don't mind if you stalk their stuff. No. If you ever need a great, you know, idea of Lake Blanche. Yeah. Megan will get that. <laughs> yeah, she can help you with that for sure. Yeah. It is kind of funny how, like, I was talking about this with somebody at Red Hot the other day. Um, how, like, you become friends with people on social media, and it's like, you know all these things about them. Like, you might follow them on Instagram and Strava, see them in, like, Wrangler Group or whatever, and you know everything about their training, their injuries, and everything, but you don't actually know them in person. No. And it's so weird. It's, like, such a, I don't know first world like modern day thing I True. guess. Yeah, you kind don't of run out of things to talk about after you go through oh where, where you been training oh yeah well how's that injury and then when that's done and it's they like fr- they kind of and you already out. know the answers too yeah. You're like yeah. oh I saw you ran in whatever Park City the other day and hurt your ankle yeah yep that's glad the conversation <laughs> glad you got away from <laughs> that news mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's how it works. It's those quick, or hey, man, it's weird to see you with clothes on. I'm going to go back to that one all the time. Oh, I was yeah, seeing yeah. in running clothes. Hey, you got clothes on. They're like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Don't be telling people yeah. about that. <laughs> all right, well, let's shift gears <clears throat> a little bit because we do want to talk about running. Like, did you get into running through photography kind of as a means to explore or get around quicker? Did you run? In Overton, like the Overton High School cross country state 1A champs. Um, <laughs> 1A. I don't know, right? It's got to be close if you've never heard of it. We're, we're 3A. 3A? Okay. Oh, that's a big that's, school. That is a big school. Um, it wasn't that big. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to help you out here. No. So, how did you get into the running side of what you do now? Um, well, I guess I played soccer and stuff all growing up. Like, before we moved to Southern Nevada, um, played soccer in California and everything my brothers and I did. Then I moved to Nevada, played soccer and stuff for high school, but never was really into running itself. And then in college, I was just bored. Like, I was just working one summer, not taking classes, and a couple of roommates went out running. And I was like, oh, I want to go for a run. And went for a run, and it sucked, and then it sucked <laughs> the next time. And then I had a roommate that was doing a half marathon, just the Snow Canyon half, and he convinced me to do it, so I went and did it. And I was like, yeah, this is kind of fun. Super painful. I can't walk down the stairs now, but <laughs> let's keep going. And then just evolved from there and then 
I lived pretty close to the Bonneville Shoreline Trail in Provo and just found it and started riding on that trail. Then it just evolved and then ran Antelope Island and Buffalo Run and stuff. And just the community was really supportive and everyone was really cool. So I was like, I, I like this. Like, people are just nice and it's like, go out and run and just have a good time or it was more of a social thing. And then I was like, oh, like, I want to do a 50K. I want to do bigger races and bigger races. And then, then the photography kind of morphed its way into that too. Kind of. So it's, it's cool. Like, I love it. And it's definitely a huge part of my life now. And most of my good friends are just through running, which is kind of crazy to think about. But it's cool. I like it. Because you have a race coming up. Now, you did uh, Rufa, mm-hmm. right? Which Joel was there doing timing. I was timing. He was super unfriendly. From what Everybody's just I, throwing I emails at me. He was <laughs> so was grizzly. He he was, was, you got to do the timing. It's important. It yeah. is important. Yeah, he's, it up. he's pretty meticulous. I am. Um, <laughs> so how did you do? Which one did you do at Rufa? I did the 12 hour. 12? And how many laps did you get? Or peaks or whatever? Seven. <sighs> That's, that's stout. What's vert on that? Seven. So it ends up being around 18,000 with 42 miles, I think. Wow. About, yeah. And then it was all icy and snowy, obviously, which sucked. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the race, though. So it is the race. But <laughs> you use that kind of training, though, right? Yeah. Because um, you've got uh, a race coming up at the end of March. Yeah, I'm racing Georgia Death Race. Um, first 100K. Nice. So it should be... Interesting. Well, you picked an easy 100K. He did. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, yeah, why not? Why it's not? all runnable. And <laughs> yep. It's just called death race for fun. I yeah. Think. I think that's just to scare you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've never heard anything bad about it. Not no. bad and negative, but no. like, that's a brutal sucker. I heard uh-huh. most people PR their 100K on it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'd like to see that list. I think it's a little longer than 100K, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It varies. It's like, oh, it's 62 or 74. It's yeah. Like, oh, how long Somewhere is it? Somewhere in that area. <laughs> that's why I love trail running. It's just, it's a rough average. It depends, right? 100K ish. Yeah. 100 to 150K. It's all It's like an out and back. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we don't tell you where to turn around. You just go. <laughs> so how do you feel getting ready for that? We're about a month out. How do you feel, kind of feel pretty good doing Rufa, all these other things in? Yeah, I feel good. Like My training has been pretty consistent, um, even with work and everything being kind of crazy over the winter. And um, It's been dry, which is pros and cons to that. We're not right. going to have a lot of water, and it's going to be, I don't know, a smoky summer, I think. Yeah. But Except for right now, I guess it's dumping, but... It looks smoky. It does look smoky right now. <laughs> yeah. It's probably what summer's going to look like, too. It's yeah, warmer. Right. Um, but training's been good, though. I've been getting a lot of vert, um, getting a little faster. And then Rufa was kind of like a test to see how well I could do um, as far as like a training race for it. And getting 42 miles with that much vert was was good. Like, it was a big improvement over last year. So I feel pretty confident, feel pretty healthy right now. And training's good, so I'm... I'm excited to go out there and do it. It's the first 100K, though, like I was saying, so it, I don't know, don't really know what to expect. Like, I ran a 50 before and a lot of stuff around that distance, but actual 100K is going to be a little bit different. So. Well, I mean, I imagine you run a lot, too, when you're filming, right? I mean, it's just yeah. like you might go out for five-mile, like, loop or section, but you probably run quite a bit more than that trying to get the shots and, and moving around and everything else. So that's yeah. kind of training, right? Yeah, it ends up being like a lot of hiking. Like at Hard Rock last year, um, just like a few days before the race, I did 50 miles with, like, I don't know how much vert, it was like ten or 15,000 feet. And all that was with camera gear. So it's it's slow hiking, but it's just a lot of strength training, I right. guess. And so like actual climbing, I do really well. And right now I'm just kind of 
Trying to get the leg speed up. Girlfriend's a lot faster than I am. <laughs> she always drops me when we do track workouts and things. But, nice. but then I drop her on the climbs, though, so it all evens it out. It works out. Um, but it is kind of interesting way of training, though, because it's like being so busy shooting all the time and working on trail films. Like, it's kind of weird because, like, you need to get out and train. But at the same time, like, a lot of work is training in itself. Like, mm-hmm. shooting with Zach Bitter um, last month, like, we went out and did a workout with him and ran with the camera most of the time. So we, I think we ran like 10 miles or something. So I don't know. It's like running, but it's also not really training, but it is training. And right. it's interesting. You just kind of have to, I don't know. I don't know. Just roll with it, I guess. Well, I mean, you figure time on your feet and mileage. I mean, it is training. It's different. You know, like you said, it's maybe not a track workout or, or mm-hmm. vert. Um, but I guess it is kind of hill repeats if you're just going to be climbing. Yeah, and especially up and if you've got like gear on your back. Yeah. yeah, the gear makes a big difference too. Like yeah. just hiking up steep stuff with a lot that much gear. Like yeah. it's not like oh, it's one camera or something. It's, it's always not like you've got a hydration vest on with all that gear in there, right? Or, or Sherpas. Or I mean, you've Sherpas. got like a big backpack, right? Yeah, it's and full it, backpack with a couple of cameras, couple. And it doesn't exactly like expand like a hydration vest would, right? Really well, it's really it's like you have all camera gear, but then it's like you're gonna be on the mountains all day. You also have to bring food and water. Right. Plus, if you're out there with another runner that's maybe modeling for you, you have to carry some stuff for them. Mm. And Change then, of clothes. Yeah. Yeah, you never really know what conditions you're going to be. Wet wipes. <laughs> wet wipes. Squirrels, not butter. Wet wipes. <laughs> Just wet whatever. Wipes. <laughs> hey, man, you got to look sharp. Yeah, Billy, look Billy Yang doesn't look shiny for no reason. <laughs> I think that they greased him up before <laughs> they I'm got saying. into every like, aid station. I did hear in one That'll part of the, the behind the scenes video. Yeah, I did totally. hear in one, they went into one, he goes, he needs some squirrels nut butter. And I thought, man, they just need someone with a glove. Just slap a glove, put in front of the camera, <laughs> like, here we go. <laughs> yeah, that snapping noise. I'm like, we could make these films more entertaining. I think so. If they had Joel and I doing some of the voiceovers, even the voiceovers, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> like we, we should do that one time. Like watch like a film and then do like the mystery, mystery science. Oh, yeah, three thousand. We yeah. should do that. It'd be so much fun. I that could do that. Fun. That would be a blast. Yep. Um, Have a beer or two beforehand. <laughs> just yeah. That could be the the premium version that people the pay. Patreon, the yeah. Patreon version. Yeah, right. You have to yeah. pay for it. We yeah, gotta exactly. make some money eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually. <laughs> exactly. Um, so what? Give us an idea then, average. I know it's different on the shoot and where you're at, but what are your, what do you say your pack average weighs when you're doing these shoots, when you're climbing or whatever? Uh, it kind of varies. Like if it's filmmaking or photography, um, if I'm shooting film, it's usually like 50 plus pounds. Because um, it's just the cameras and then batteries and that. But then it's like, okay, we have to bring like a Ronin, which is a gimbal with a monitor that has extra batteries, like extra hard drives, like a laptop, like <laughs> and other things to charge your phone because you have to use your phone for so many applications for, for whatever. It just adds up really fast. Like you don't really think about it. Oh, then it's like audio equipment too. Like it's more and more things. And in itself, it's not that bad. Like sometimes I've taken like a camera in my UD pack to go for runs and it's like the small camera with one lens like isn't a big deal. But when it's five or six lenses that each right. weigh a few pounds, and then bodies, plus the batteries, plus hard drives. Like, it all starts adding up. And then by the time you pick it up, you're like, oh, crap. Oh, then tripods. And then oh if it's yeah. time-lapse gear, like, time-lapse setup is easily 20, 30 pounds. And you need an intern. Yeah, you need a couple. Yeah. You yeah. need one with your video and one with your photography. Uh-huh. And then you need maybe a coffee intern. One like with sub sandwiches. You need some like sub sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, sandwiches. Some hoagies. Yeah. Hoagies. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Have an intern just to make food for me. Like yeah. You can just have a backpack full of like water and food. And yeah, exactly. You'd have to have one of those red and white plaid 
um, oh, blankets. Tablecloth, yeah, yeah. tablecloth. <laughs> yep. You have a little table on his back. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, with the French press, like brew and mate oh, or something. I like it. Yeah. Find one of those. I'll there carry needs to be the a hierarchy, here. right? Yeah. Where, where, you know, the videographer uh, intern, you know, gets first dibs with the, the French press. Yeah. <laughs> now, we're building this business quick. We, we got to get you a logo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some swag. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, do you have any other races that you, I mean, regardless how Georgia Death Race goes, is there any other races? Well, I mean, when it gets top two, uh, Western States, obviously. Yeah. 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 Punch the golden ticket. Yeah, punch that golden ticket. You'll be rolling <laughs> right over there. You'll be like, see about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, I'm not gonna be able to shoot western, but you can follow me around. That's right. Shoot exactly. Go He's gonna be calling me. us. Uh, I need you guys to carry all my camera equipment. <laughs> Tell my interns over here. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Speed dial. Um, is there other races you'd like to do? Maybe not just this year, but in general. I mean, what is western on the list? Hard rock. I mean, is there any other? You haven't done a hundred. Is there a hundred you want to do? Uh, yeah, in the future. Yeah. Like, I was talking with Mike uh, McKnight about doing the New Franklin Mountains 200. Oh, yeah, down in uh, Texas, right? Yeah, it's, it was a really cool mountains, actually. Like, I know Texas doesn't really have a lot of, I don't know, quote-unquote good trails, but those mountains are gnarly, and they're, they're super pretty, deserty, and they're steep and rocky. So I think that's going to be a good race. Rob is a great race director. So I'm interested in that. not saying I'm going to do it, but... Kind of did, though. I, I kind of... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how things go. It's on the radar for sure. We'll take that snippet of this show and we'll just keep playing it throughout the year. Yeah. <laughs> just send it to him by voicemail. Yeah, send it to him. <laughs> some about some about interns and then running in Texas. Doing like DMs on Instagram. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Brooklyn yep. Mountains 200. Yeah, that's <laughs> coming up. Right? That's in January. Oh, yeah, right? So you should be almost ready. Um, yeah, I want to, I don't know, do something longer, some longer stuff. I want to do Tour de Jeans. Um, hmm. I think that'd be cool. It just looks brutal. I guess I'm into masochistic type stuff. I think some stage racing would be fun. Like I kind of want to do one of those, actually. Yeah, I think it could be fun. Like I've shot the Grand to Grand down in Southern Utah for a few years now, and it's it's fun. Like it's a different type of racing. Like how you go out every day is different. The like strategy involved in it, where you're carrying your own calories and thinking about how to like really pace yourself for the whole week, as opposed to just 24 hours or 10 hours or something. Plus, you're carrying everything with you, too. It just seems like a different type of race. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, training for it and everything would be different. Plus, it's fun, too. Like, you hang out at camp with everybody, and you get to know a lot of people really well. Yeah, I'd so like to do one of those. So, if anybody wants me, um, they can pay for my any. Do you pick it? I'll go. Stage race. <laughs> G to G. Check it out. Yep. In. <laughs> Maybe. Count me in. Because stage races are expensive. It's just way out of my yeah. price range. Yeah. yeah. I think Grand Grand's like 3000 Yeah, bank wouldn't roll me. I went in and... They don't have like a loan for race entries. Like yeah. I'm like, which line do I pick? I don't need a personal loan. I need a race entry loan. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, yeah, you're out. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's no collateral. Yeah, for that. Sorry. credit score. Yeah. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it's like, sorry. I'm like, my right, this is my credit score. Here's my ACT scores. Here's my GPA. What can I get? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I want to do hard rock eventually too. It's a fun race and like shooting a lot of events. I want to go out and do those and. But it kind of just depends on work schedules, too. Yeah. Like, if I'm usually pretty busy, so it's kind of sign up last minute for things. And generally, I don't sign up for races so far in advance. Like, with Georgia, I signed up. The lottery was last year. Yeah. And put in for it. And I usually don't do that because I'm always like, well, what if a shoot comes up? And like that's how I make my livelihood. So I can't really justify right. spending a bunch of money to run a race to not make money type thing. And so We know a way that you can make some money. Win. Besides, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> May 5th. Oh, yeah. You can win some, some cash. What's May 5th? It's 
the uh, Ogden Trail Running Festival, the Gib Wallace race. It's only it's only ten miles. Yeah. First place, three hundred bucks. Really? For a ten yeah. mile trail race on the BST. Oh, nice. Maybe yeah. I'll look into that. Yeah, Ricky Gates might be racing, so. But he's, you know, you never know. He yeah. might be, he might go out Friday night. Yeah, I'm he may sure not be ready to go, go out Friday <laughs> <laughs> go get him super hammered Friday night. I don't think, I don't think it's us getting him that way. It's going to be flipped. It might be the reverse. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me and Joel will be at the race with, like, big old gla- like sunglasses on. <laughs> like, super hungover. <laughs> I'm so nervous Ice about Ice pack that. on the back of our necks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Calling in sick, dude. I, I can't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to run the show by yourself. Um, oh, that'd be fun, though. Check yeah, it out. you should. Yeah, you should be. It's going to be a fun weekend. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, is there an athlete out there that you would love to work with that maybe you haven't worked with? Is there an athlete like, that'd be fun or I'd really like to work with this person? Present company excluded. I mean, of once you get your three-inch <laughs> yeah, splits, besides you guys, yeah, you get the three-inch splits, dude. He's all. Over I'm working you. on my timeline right now. Yeah, how I've it's been so unveil. distracted this whole interview because I'm just imagining. <laughs> I know, right? You just keep looking at like his his nether region. So that's why I'm just wearing puffy coats. I don't want people to know how much weight I lost. <laughs> right? It's like I'm gonna wear puffies and pants, and then when the reveal comes, people like when I go to when we go to Red Mountain next week, I'm nervous because that's gonna be like the first reveal. Oh yeah. And people are gonna point and they're like. Wow, like he's lost weight. Yeah. Do I know him? Yeah, and but when the reveal reveal comes, yeah. that's what I'm nervous for. So I might have to wear pants and puffy coats till We're like gonna July. We're going to do that We'll do the reveal at Vaquero. Oh, because I'm volunteering. I'll just work the finish line with three-inch splits. Yeah, maybe some maybe some knee highs. Stretching a bunch, you know. Some knee-high socks. <laughs> just for recovery, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't wear those for fun. <laughs> Just with the you know the two big stripes on top, you dude. You're like a like a, a skirt away from like hooker. <laughs> <laughs> with those high uh, socks. All you need is a pair of scissors on those three inch split. Just cut the bottoms out, I and you're know, there, right? right? Just Easy access. Yeah, no breeze, and I'm all right. Um, <laughs> Might so be a failed business. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you may you'd be surprised the freaky deekies out there. That's <laughs> right. That's a good point. We're not good. So don't don't true. don't sell myself short here. Right? I, I, dude, Come on. There's always a market. I'm trying to increase my my self-confidence because right. i'm so low on myself i'm like this could be the next level thing for me right. like i have a website idea for you because you're going to build my website okay <laughs> nervous about that never thought i'd be asked to make that type of site you'll never know that's a different market <laughs> but you'll be good um so yeah is there is there an athlete you think uh, you would like to work with maybe you haven't that'd be fun um i don't know off the top of my head i can't really think of yeah. anybody um I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we should cut this part out. Bad answer. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's his one. No, what that on means spot. he's worked with all of them. I mean, you have. You've worked with a lot of good athletes, so, you know, yeah, I mean, like, one I project or another. It's always fun to work with new people, too. So even if it's like someone I've never worked with that don't know a lot about, like, it's, mm-hmm. it's fun to work with them because, especially in the outdoor world, everyone's really cool. Yeah. Like, like, getting to know Zach really well and Nicole, like, they're both solid runners, obviously, but they're just both great people, too. And like getting to know Hayden, like just kind of just through shooting and running, like we've become really good friends through mm-hmm. that. And then I don't know, like and like Jason Schlarb was like a super nice guy. Like, yeah. Like Ian, um, all these people are just really, really cool. And like maybe like going into them, it's like, oh yeah, they're just whatever around a normal person. But then you get to know them, and they're they become more respectable the more you know them. And so I don't know. And maybe it sounds kind of bad, but like, or maybe it's a good thing. But like, I kind of just look at runners as just normal people. Like, 
like, yeah, you're a pro athlete, but you're just another normal person. And that's mm-hmm. really what they are. Like, you meet someone, it's like putting them on a pedestal is kind of weird because they're just a normal dude. Like, we are pretty normal, actually, I think. Joel. Yeah, you guys yeah. are just totally normal guys. Like, that's why our chairs sit up higher than yours, just stinking. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> no, it's funny you say that, though, because we talk about it all the time because we've had some guests on the show that. You know, you'd put on people, myself included, would put on those pedestals, right? Like, man, I can't, we're getting this athlete on the show. And then you meet them and it's like, wait a minute, you're just like, I could have, I could hang out with you. And it's like, I wouldn't know who you were, right? If I didn't know your name, we'd be buddies, right? Right. Um, Because they are just so down to earth. I mean, I know there, we talk about it too. There's always one or two out there that might be the opposite or or different fringe, but overall it's just solid people. Yeah, and I think that's just the cool thing about it. Like, the sport itself is pretty low-key. But, like, shooting climbing, too, like, climbers are the same way, where, like, I've gone to climbing shoots, and I'm not really involved in climbing. And, like, after the shoot goes on, I'm like, wow, this person's a really big deal, but they're just, like, a normal person. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, they have kids. They have a girlfriend or a wife or something, and they climb hard, but then they just like to hang out afterwards. And it's like, I'm not a professional athlete by any means, but we have a lot of the same interests, and it's like, we just talk about everything. just because someone's a, like a professional athlete doesn't mean that they're different necessarily than you. Like, right. They still have the same concerns in life, the same worries. Everything's kind of the same. So I just think it's something good to like keep in mind. Like, if you want to go, like, or if you see some athlete you really like care about or follow a lot, like if you're going to go talk to them, just treat them like a normal person. That's really what they are. Like they're really no different than you. It's true. So it's very true. Couldn't couldn't word that any better. You've been around quite a bit lately going to different races, different shoots. Are there any up-and-coming athletes just like, dang, that person's going to blow it up? Who do you see as the next Hayden Hawks or the next? Right. Who else we got that's, that's just busting it right now? Courtney DeWalter. Yeah, Courtney DeWalters. Yeah, who, who who's under the radar? Yeah. I don't know. Like That's kind of the hard thing with running is there's, especially now, there's so many fast people getting involved in it. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. He's a local Salt Lake guy, but he won Red Hot last week. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Anthony? Um, I think it is Anthony. Yeah. Costales. Yeah, he said course record. Yeah, yeah he, he crushed Hayden's record, and and he's, like, mainly a roadrunner, and he's right. solid. So, like, some guys like that, I think there's going to be a lot of, like, unknown, at least in the trail world, roadrunners coming over to trail racing. They're just going to demolish it. Like just, right. Just break records left and right. And we saw that even with the 33K where um what's his name right now i'm totally spacing it um he's an ultra runner um god what's his name i'm, I'm drawing a blank too i, I helped you on the first one yeah i gave you anthony uh, Don't we call him tony tyler uh, mccandless okay McCandless, i don't know how to say his last name um he mainly just runs road and like kind of shorter distance road like 10 half marathon or whatever and he crushed the half marathon or the 33k like broke the course record by like 11 minutes i think wow. And he hardly ever runs trails, and it just, I think, goes to show there's a lot of there's room, room um, for new people, but also yeah. room for records to fall. Too. We were just talking about that the other day. Thursday. We, we said this we is the course this, record year. This year, a lot of them are going to fall. Yeah. For different reasons, fast people, more yeah. more competition up front, um, different things. Well, that, and I think people are getting a lot more serious about it. And, like, even just in the few years, I guess, I don't know how many years I've been involved in trail running, like, it all started out like, yeah, we go run. Like people like Anton and Joe Grant, these guys, which are great runners, but their training is a lot more lax and like, let's go enjoy time in the mountains and then go race. 
and now it's like let's have specific workouts and regimens right. just like road and track racing and that's carrying over to trail running and then you see these records start falling and just falling more and more right so i think we'll see a lot more of that and i think at western this year oh, we could we, be the same thing like we talked about that yeah. cody jim tim mm-hmm. these guys are just on the women's fast. side too with and Courtney. The women. joel's and got Camille. a woman in top 10 i do period oh i totally can yeah. see I think that. courtney can courtney, courtney or camille. camille both those can go top 10 easy yeah. if courtney can just I don't know. Courtney's strong, obviously. Yeah. She's. Can you imagine her in like something like a, a singlet and like normal shorts, normal where it's shorts. like wind resistance? <laughs> yeah, <and stuff>. exactly. <laughs> that's a good like half hour fast. Maybe that's why she, she trains she this way. If you like maybe some she, hoops or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> she probably <laughs> she has those. On the course. <laughs> she probably has those mesh shorts that, that are soggy, wet for more weight, and so when she's ready for an A race, she just boom, I'm just drops gonna, it. Yeah, yeah, and she's like, I'm ready. Yeah, and then I don't think that she has that comfort level <laughs> in her. <laughs> yeah, She's a school not. teacher. Yeah, she is. Yeah, but then Camille too, obviously, is like um, Charlie and I were talking about this the other day. Where like Camille's just like a huge inspiration for women right now too. Yeah, where she's just busted so many records and just consistently yeah. last year that I think as more women see that they're gonna become more like just you get that get through that mental break of like where it's in the past it's kind of like, oh we can't break records because we're women but now it's like. Just because we're a female doesn't mean we can't run just as fast as the men. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of women can. Like, and I think that's a great thing to see mm-hmm. kind of the genders become a little more like, I don't know, like equal as far as like trail running skills mm-hmm. and just running in general. Because there's tons of fast women that are very dedicated and focused just as much as the men. And yeah. they all deserve just as much respect, too. Obviously. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, man. So, Blows me away. Yeah, but should be a good year, though. I th- I'm hoping so. I think I'm excited. Was, yeah, it's going to be a really good year. Yeah. All right, let's shift, let's shift gears a little bit. Because when we were down in Zion, um, kind of at the forefront was uh, public lands. That was like before the voting, before the announcements, um, everything. It's, and you're a huge advocate of this. And we've seen it through social media, our conversation with you last time. Kind of a swip, flipping the switch. It's a serious subject, especially here in Utah. Um, it's been such a hot topic, probably mm-hmm. more than a lot of places, obviously. Um, you know, tell us kind of your feelings on that. Being being close to it, being a desert guy, right? Being a photographer, an outdoors person. I mean, what's your what's your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know. I guess like in general, I think that public lands are there's some they should be important to everybody. Um, just as Americans in general, and as anyone in the world, I guess like we all own it in a sense and need to respect it and take care of the, these areas and like they should be available to everybody. Like not just someone that has money or whatever it's like even if you make no money every year you should be able to enjoy public lands because they're yours just by just by being alive and just being on the planet and whatever but and on the other hand it's like if you're gonna use them you should be responsible and take care of them and i think as like trail runners and climbers and hikers anyone that goes out and just enjoys those areas like it's it'd be really sad to like not be involved in taking care of them. Like if you're out enjoying the national forest, but then don't ever go volunteer or pick up trash or anything, then I think it's, it's sad. Like you're just taking advantage of, of something and it's very selfish. So as, as an outdoor community, we should be involved as much as we can. And obviously you can't go out every day and just do whatever. Like you can't always be there, but put in some time like if you're going to go trail run on public lands like i don't know however many hours a week 30 hours a week you should at least invest a couple of those into maintaining the trails or picking up trash or some sort of education to get more people involved and i think the more people that are involved the better in public lands 
Well, and it's that, and you're passing it down, right? Because we talk about in trail running a lot. It's like you have this hierarchy of these came before us, these people came before us. But if people don't know, hey, I can pick up this garbage or I can I can do whatever to help. If they don't know that, they may not. They might just be oblivious to it. Oh, someone else takes care of it for right. me. Someone's paid to do that. And I think yeah. I think as ambassadors of trail running or just public lands in general, it's just keeping that at the forefront, saying, you know what? you may not think your vote counts or you may not think you have money to do whatever, but picking a piece of garbage really takes little effort it does. Or, or educating somebody. I mean, social media is so big now you can make a huge impact just by posting something silly, a photo, a video, a statement. Um, so I think everybody's, like you said, everybody has a responsibility. Yeah. And I think that like, like you're saying just picking up trash is something so simple we can do. Or like if you see, I don't know, like a trail sign that's knocked over, like take five minutes to put it back up or something, like or reassemble a Karen or something. Like those things don't take very much time and they can make a world of difference. And like we shouldn't necessarily have to wait for like an underfunded government program or worker to go out there and do certain things. Like if I don't know, there's branches on the trail, just like clear those off, like stop your watch for 30 seconds and clear. Like, what's the big deal? Like, <laughs> Me and Joel do that quite a bit. Yeah. Like, we don't I, stop I do our watch. Too. We don't stop our watch. Stop yeah. Our, <laughs> our big thing now is like, if something's like leaning over and kind of blocking, we kind of eye it up. We're like, can we pull that down? And it's like a game now. Yeah. Joel, give it a good, give it a go. And I'm, yeah. I bring a little bit more to the party um, with my size. So yeah. I just jump on it usually. Yeah. And, and if I, I step can't, back if I, and just, I'm like videoing it, right? He's like, I'm like, wait, this is going to look bad. I the viral videos. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. One. Or, or we come back with a saw, you know, we, where's the yeah. section of trail that we take care of here in Ogden, um, from a certain location to a certain location, whether it's garbage maintaining, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And we do it pretty much every run, whether it's stuff like you mentioned on the trail, kick it over. If it's a big stick or if there's a spider trail that's not a legitimate trail and there's sticks there to block it and we put another stick on there if we can. Yeah, um, and like how long does that take? Like a minute maybe? Like well, you know, it, it makes you feel good too though, right? Because you're, you're... You're logging that for your trail. Trail work. Hours, but, yeah. But, but like you said, it's like... Yeah. Un, un, <laughs> what did you call it? What did you say? He's called it underfunded government programs. Right. Think yeah. of how many people enjoy <clears throat> public lands compared to how many people are paid or volunteer to take care of them. Yeah. It's the, 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 the ratio has got to be astronomical. So when you're out there, you're making such a huge difference because then maybe that paid person can do something that's a little more, has a little more oomph to it, right? That maybe you can't yeah. do. Yeah. And like, if you can take care of kind of like the basic things like picking up trash, that means like your tax dollars and these programs can actually go into real projects instead right. of just Let's hire or pay someone $15 an hour to walk the trails and pick up garbage. With a stick and a, a nail on the end. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right? like there's so many better things they could be doing when it's, that's just like one of those like maintenance things where you can just slowly pick up some trash and just put it in your pack. Like you don't even notice it. It's not a big deal. And then like you're saying, you feel more connected to the area too. Like if you're cleaning up something, you feel like a sense of pride and you just, you want to take care of it more. And then and I guess also going back, I feel like I'm rambling right now. But no. Um, like posting something on social media about it and like and not just being like a social media advocate but actually like putting in man hours and and doing something can make a huge difference like the education thing is really important I think a lot of people just don't understand like how like fragile public lands can be and that they need to be involved in them to keep them like just like politically like it's a fragile thing but also just the environment itself is very fragile and so educating people on how to stay involved on, like, the political level, but also on just, like, the physical level, being out there on the trails is, is great, and it needs to be done. Well, it amazes me still today how many people don't know what a rock cairn is. They yeah. just think people are 
stacking rocks. And they they don't. They pretty. don't. Yeah, they don't understand. So I've seen people knock them over as just kind of no. You know, it's not like they were being malicious, right? They were just like kicked it over or something, a small one. And it's like you know that what? And they're like, oh man, it's like they don't know. And it's just yeah. it's hard to blame somebody that doesn't know. So that's why it's like kind of our responsibility to help teach the small stuff right because yeah, exactly. i mean joel and i we run this section of trail 22nd street three four times a week and i can't tell how many times we've been running and joel's come back with like a cardboard 12 pack of keystone light <laughs> you know just running and people look at him like dude you okay that's a yeah. different hydration <laughs> method but you know we're just picking it up yeah right and yeah. sometimes it's not glamorous it's a sticky gel pack or something right. gross or mm-hmm. a gatorade bottle that may not have gatorade still in it yeah. you know something like that but, really but, but yeah there. but i mean it can be but at the same time it is you're there's nothing worse than going anywhere in public lands the mountains and seeing garbage Mm-hmm. Right. And I, 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 it bothers me. It still it really does. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Just like you see online and everything, everyone loves to like complain about it. Like, oh, <laughs> this trail is so dirty. This trail right. is gross. Like, this trail has disgusting. It's like, well, instead of just taking 20 minutes to complain about online and talk with your friends, like, just go out there and pick up some trash. Same right. 20 minutes there would make such a difference. And then you could post something completely opposite. Exactly. Saying, hey, look what I found and took care of. Someone's like, yeah. oh, cool. And I think locally, you guys have talked to him before, and you know him, obviously. Logan Lefford yeah. is a great example of that, where he, he just decided to do it, and he gets super involved, and he inspires other people to do it. So I really think there is a snowball effect that comes out of it, like, if someone sees you carrying like a twelve pack of Keystone like on the trail, they're gonna be like, "Well, he's picking up trash, so like, right. why am I not picking up trash?" Yeah, I should do that too. And then even if they only pick up a couple gel wrappers, like if a hundred people do that over the course of the day, like that's probably the whole trail. Yeah, like it's, it's a big difference. Yeah, it's, well, it's not a big. And you and mentioned the Logan thing, and that's we've had him on the show and even talked to him off mic because he doesn't want his he doesn't want credit for it. It's right. almost like yeah. I don't want my name attached to that. Well, I think that he doesn't want to be the go-to person every yeah. single it's time. It's like, hey, Logan, we should schedule this to right. clean up. And it's like, well, you can do that without me. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's done a great job of awareness, advocation, and, and he does contests, you know, sometimes monthly. Right. But yeah. I think, you know, at the end of the day, his whole thing is, no, I just want people to be aware. Right. right? Like, I can do it. You Take can do initiative. it. Take the Take the initiative. You don't need okay you know, I mean, I work for Ogden Trails Network, and I run social media with them a little bit. And we'll get messages through Facebook and say, hey, I want to volunteer. I want to help clean this trail up, or I want to come cut tree, trees back. Right. And we'll check. Oh, that's on Forest Service. Contact them. But if it's, you know, other things, like, yeah, let's do it. You know, so you don't have to schedule an event around it. Just you yeah. can actually pick up garbage without asking permission. Right. Um, no, I don't think a private landowner would care if you picked up trash if you were on his land that you have access to. Probably not. You know, yeah, like I if mean, you're running along and there's a bunch of crap along the fence, like just pick it up. Like, yeah. It needs to be put away eventually, and like, it doesn't kill you to do it. And no. Hasn't yet. Not yeah. yet. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah, and there's I don't know. I say just do it. Like you don't necessarily need to ask for, for permission for things. Like obviously, if you're gonna like bring machinery out or whatever, yeah. you should. Right. But if it's just picking up garbage or or educating somebody, like, just do it. Yeah, I think that's the big thing is just, when we talk about the trail running side, just that education part is so critical, um, and you can do in a myriad of ways, whether it's doing an event, posting something on social media. But, again, I think it's the complaining about it that gets people riled up. Right. Right, like you said, take 20 minutes. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. How can people do this? So disgusting. Well, I totally agree. Don't get me wrong, but ranting in it, it's not going to take care of the problem. Yeah. You know, you could maybe be more constructive with it or just pick it up yourself. I mean, my, my biggest joke still, I trailhead by my house one morning. I came back from my run next to my truck because it was dark when I left. There was a 
Little Caesars pizza box, a condom wrapper, and an empty fifth of wild turkey. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, there was date night at the trailhead last night. There Number was. one, I missed it. Number two, I got to pick this up. Yeah. You know, and it was kind of funny, but I still, I, I took a picture of it, but I didn't like, I can't believe this. I said date night, and I just picked it up, took it home, threw it in my garbage can, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just funny things you can find, but just take care of it. You know, be, don't always have to say, well, I have to go do my eight hours of trail work for a hundred. I mean, you should be like, hey, I'm giving back, right? Yeah, you should be excited about doing it. And, and I think that in the trail world, like trail running community, there's a lot we can learn from like other types of outdoor sports too, where climbers are really good about it. We have a lot of nonprofits that are very, very active in keeping public lands open for climbing, but which also affects other sports. Mountain bikers, like I know, like, trail runners have to dog on them a lot, but they do maintain trails really well. No, Imba and all and those. Like even the hunting and fishing community mm-hmm. do a really good job. Horseback groups. Yeah, horseback. Like, all these groups, like, they do a lot because they care just as much as we do about public land. And, like, even though we have different passions in life, like, I think we should all be, like, working together to, to keep our lands open and keep them clean and just open for everybody. Well, so, like, our kids can enjoy them when, you know, they get older. They're yeah. not gone. Yeah, exactly. Right? Or not accessed or whatever that could be by the time they're old enough. But mm-hmm. no, I think that's a great point. And I think that's something that's, you know, a flip side of the serious side of our podcast, but it's such a huge thing. Most of the races are on public lands. You know, you start ruining your public lands, races go away, your favorite races go away. As a race director, we're very meticulous. After we do a race, we sweep the course one or two times, not just for markings, but, and you got it. Let's, let's face, we've all run. You, sometimes a gel tab might fall out of your pocket. You, you put it in your pocket, you go to grab your water bottle, it falls out, you don't see it. I mean, it's not like everything we see out there is on purpose. And that's why it's like, why complain? It's maybe they didn't mean to do that. Now I see right. a 12-pack of Keystone on the trail. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they knew. Out of your yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they knew that was there. But, I mean, sometimes it's you see weight. rappers. Yeah. You know, you got kids on the trail. And as you're, if you're a parent, the kid does something and or doesn't know. I mean, there's just different scenarios. Right. So let's just take care of it as opposed to <clears throat> complain about it, right? I yeah. It like, just I'm, seems. Like you're saying, like, I'm sure we have all had, like, just rappers fall out of our pockets or something. And, like, like I'm sure it's happened to me as well as you guys and everything. So, like, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, when I see, like, like a gel wrapper or, like, a chew wrapper on the ground, I'm like, oh, well, it's probably just fell out of their pack or their, their yeah. zipper opened mm-hmm. up or something. And then just not freak out about it just pick it up and right. go with my day and then and it's like it doesn't have to be a stressful like hateful thing it's like oh yeah like well i'm helping them out maybe they'll help me out in the future it becomes a habit yeah, yeah. right you don't think about it you just reach down and you grab it just mm-hmm. like farmer blowing yeah when, you yeah. know i almost did that in a store once because i wasn't thinking right i'm like oh oh frozen oh, food oh, aisle that's no bueno it's <laughs> bad at the gym too and you're like oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know on. when you're picking up garbage sometimes there's a hidden gem it might be an actual full gel you can just chuck it in your arsenal and oh, use it later. I have two. You know, yeah. you never know it's what you can flavor. find. You might have to. You might it. need it. it yeah. could just be like I've blessing s- in disguise. And you never know. Sometimes people buy that the uh, the beef stick that's packaged with the cheese stick, and they pull oh. the cheese stick out. The beef stick falls down. <laughs> Boom! I know. Lunch. You Come brush on. those ants off. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ants aren't dangerous. They they're extra protein. Yeah. So you never know. And you sometimes you'll find those gems. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be scared. Now, if you see like a sock. Or a glove. So I, yeah, I'm careful ooh, with those. With that one, I, 
That's you tough. Plastic bag, a yeah. dog you, poop bag or yeah, something. Yeah, that's what you, you need. Know. You, know. <laughs> you know what that sock and glove was used for. Yeah, exactly. So those yeah. ones you got to be a little more careful with. Right. That's where right. you get the stick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just carry it back like a torch. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hazmat coming through. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. Well, well, Derek, I, I appreciate you coming back on the show. Yeah, I know you. you're busy. You're all, I mean, that's when we try to get a hold of you. And you're like, I'm going to Moab here, then I'm off to Spain, then I'm going to New Zealand, then Nicaragua, then, you know. Overton, I don't know when I'll be back. So, <laughs> um, but we we appreciate you taking the time to get on the show, especially after our last mishap. But love what you're doing, man. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, you thanks. bring so many cool stories to light um, through a photography. I mean, it's crazy what a picture can tell um, because you talk about the films and how they can. You find that raw motion photo sometimes can really grab people. Uh, Videos are cool. I can't wait for the RC truck one. Uh, that'll be pretty cool. Just yep. a different side of things. Well, that's right? gonna open up an opportunity for new business. Yeah, it might be your guys' new sport. Yeah, yeah. start a scale ultra trail running podcast or something. Hey, we'll put logos on your RC if you want. We'll sponsor yeah, we you. We can have like an event, <laughs> like a race. Yeah, there we go. RC running race. There we go. And we'll throw a sticker on there. But <laughs> yeah, but keep keep doing what you're doing. It's just inspiring to see, you know, the stories you're telling through film and video. And photography, and I'm excited to see uh, how a Georgia Death Race works out for you. That's because that's me and Jill talk about it quite a bit. Um, we used to even more, um, but that's a race that's kind of on the radar. But uh, what maybe wanting we'll, to do? Yeah, wanting to of, do that. Yeah. Yes and no. It's one of those races. It's like I'd love to do that. Nah, I don't know. That's gonna hurt a little know. bit. It's gonna stink. But <laughs> yeah. I wish it was like during peach season. Oh yeah, because nice. I love peaches and Georgia. Georgia peaches, are yeah. Tasty. It's like, but it's not peach season, I don't think. Definitely not. So yeah, they're gonna have to change the date <laughs> of that one. <laughs> Unless there's like a better race during peach season, maybe Dude, come out for that. So hot and humid during peach season. Like, could you imagine? That'd be awful. Ooh. Isn't Brigham City like peach? Yeah, yeah no, it is. They, peach town, pretty much. Yeah, August is like legit peach time. Yeah, Let's do the Brigham City Death Race and. Brigham I'm City, the Willard the Peak Hill climb. <laughs> yeah, peaches exactly. at Cobbler at the top. Yeah. <laughs> Cobbler's the knob. Like Cobbler's knob. I like that. <laughs> you got to pound a piece of peach pie at the top before you come back down. That's awesome. I like that it. Was, I I'll race All that. Right. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, keep up. Yeah, keep doing guys. what you're doing. We always take care of uh, you know people. Make sure you check out. His stuff, uh, his Derek Lytle, his Insta Kitty, Joel calls him, his yeah, Facebook right. page. Your Insta Kitty feeds. All the cool projects you have coming out. Good, Best of luck to you. I'm keeping up with Charlie on the track. Um, hopefully you can step your game up just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Get your man card back. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, thanks for coming on. We appreciate everything you're doing, especially your advocacy for public lands. I think that's huge, and I think that just evolves for all of us in what we do. So um, have a safe drive back in the yeah. whiteout. Oh, thanks. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's excited. He's like, I'm going to have to throw on some pants. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we'll catch you, I'm sure, somewhere at a race or yep. a film, and I'll let you know when the uh, the timeline's ready for the three-inch split comes out. I think that's what we'll call it. That sounds a good one, right? That'll just catch surprise me with it. Just show up me. at your, your apartment and bring them. <laughs> I'll just knock on the door. I'm ready. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 7 a.m., you're knocking on the door. <laughs> I'm going to have a backpack full of squirrels and nut butter. Let's do this. I'm lubed up. Let's go. <laughs> Get some tiger bomb ready. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Let's not do that. <laughs> just don't confuse the two. Yeah, right. <laughs> Been done. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, best of luck at your race. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the trail. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. We'd like to thank Derek Lytle for taking the time to join us again. You can check more of Derek out on his Facebook or Instagram at Derek Lytle. Just D-E-R-R-I-C-K-L-Y-T-L-E. 
We also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by the website. We do have some swag left up there for you. Or you can hit us up on the contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or if you would like to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joe Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it. <laughs>